Welcome to Geek Exploration, the podcast where none of us stand a chance of being the final girl. I'm Ben Robinson. And I'm John Williams. We all go a little mad sometimes. We're still talking slasher films. Right, here we go again. We're talking slasher films, the revenge of... The return of, the rise of... Yeah, New Blood, the podcast. Yeah, we're uh, we're joined here again by our good friend and horror and film connoisseur, um, whether it be good or bad film, Kyle Smith. Howdy. Um, we're going to move on to talking a little bit about our past and our childhood and our history with this. So Kyle, what is, uh, if not your earliest and early impression uh, you have of slasher films? What's an early memory? I think I've talked about this before, but it would be knowing who these characters were well before I think I had ever even seen the movies and uh, drawing pictures of Freddy and having him in dreams. As far as remembering the first time I watched a slasher, I couldn't tell you. I'm sure it would have even been sequels because it seems like a lot of the uh, originals and first I saw later in life, but it seemed like Jason Lives and Night Dream Warriors and Season of the Witch or other Halloween movies before I'd ever seen the originals. But it just seems like they've been a part of my life as far back as I can remember watching movies and probably contributed to a, a desensitization towards a human life later on as an adult <laughs> disturbing yeah you know like, like you were saying having grown up with the sequels being there like we didn't know when we were children that the first friday the 13th did not have jason in it at all i remember that being a shocker to me when yeah. i when i found that out and i mean and freddie was everywhere there's advertisements and comic books i mean i think he was even on a talk show as a spoof and he'd make appearances on mtv and I want to say even Jason, they somehow worked into a talk show one time, and it was they were just everywhere. That would not be a great talk show, I don't imagine. <laughs> not a great talk show guest. And, you know, I we just discovered a few moments ago that there was even a Freddy hotline that, you know, you could pay to call and have some pre-recorded message from Freddy. He had a, a TV show, uh, Freddy's Nightmare Cafe. I mean, they're just a part of our life. They're as, they're as predominant as any celebrities are now yeah i remember seeing a trailer for freddy's dead at the cynodomes when i was a kid i don't remember what i was seeing maybe it was like aladdin or i don't know why that's coming to my head as aladdin it doesn't seem like that would be a trailer they'd put before aladdin yeah it's a different world <laughs> well, and i think uh these cut co the covers and posters were just something that are it's burned into our memory. Oh yeah, yeah. You'd go to the too. movie theater and fucking Freddie. They'd have like a cutout of Freddie standing there, and yeah, he'd and our parents letting us loose in the movie stores, and you know, yeah, you run over to the horror section and look at all the movies that you weren't allowed to rent, but you'd see all the covers. Mm -hmm. I, I remember Pinhead distinctly when I was a kid, uh, in the in the movie store and seeing Hellraiser covers, being like, I want to watch that. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what cover it was. I mean, the, the Nightmare on Elm Street covers were always the best. Like Dream Warriors was great where they're, where they're all standing on the glove. And then there was there was one. I can't remember which one it was, but there but there was like a like a stylized painting of Freddy. And it was almost like the was glove like, was like coming up and like, yeah, ripping his hair off his face and, up. Like his yeah. eyeball was sticking out a little bit. Yeah. Let me find it. You I, guys, I, don't you guys I, talk. I know exactly the picture that you're thinking of. I just don't remember what movie it was from. I want to say that is four. Uh, but it might be just a different 
poster for three because in three they uh, go a, go to a junkyard and that poster you're talking about I think there's a, a backdrop or there's a junkyard kind of in the, in which, the poster which one is it where he, he I mean like he ends up attacking himself at, at some point like wasn't that was that four yes where uh, they, where they he, show him a mirror or some shit and like he ends up freaking out and he ends up like yeah that's four that's the I girl remember, like him like coming at himself with his own claw and shit yeah and there's point. all the spirits he's absorbed uh that are like all yeah. screaming for help and yeah, yeah that's four faces in his yeah, chest and shit. gross yeah here it is i found it it's for nightmare on elm street four dream master Look at that one. Yeah. Yeah. I loved that cover when I was a kid. That was the movie where he got brought back to life by flaming dog piss. Yes. What? And it, it, it starts it's off. It's really fucking weird. Like, I don't, I guess that is a thing. It starts off with uh, Patricia Arquette's character played by someone else dying. That's right. Pretty early on. Her and Kincaid and Joey, they'll die right off at the beginning of the movie. And yes. Yeah. And it was them them dreaming about him or thinking about him or something. And that's kind of like where the nightmare movies started going off that it was the fear of Freddie and the thought of Freddie yeah, that gave him the that gave him power. It's why like in Freddie versus Jason, it's like they've tried to erase all history and memory and no one's allowed to say the name Freddie well, Krueger. The, the, they kind of, I mean, they kind of played into that even in the first one where at the end she's like, this is, you know, you know, I'm going to take your power away and she's standing away from him, ignoring it kind of with her back to him kind of saying like I'm, I'm ignoring you you know i don't i'm not acting not afraid trying to say you know this is going to take your power away. and then he dives at her and kind of disappears yeah in retrospect do you think maybe they took a little bit of that from it like i never read the book but having seen the movie you know there's the whole like don't be scared of him and he loses his power sort of thing that's probably been a theme in horror before that even i'm not sure but i can't help but think that stephen king's probably influenced horror i mean I think most of these nightmare movies probably came out before the televised it movie. Yeah. What about you, Ben? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think it's kind of a, I mean, it seems fairly natural that, I mean, especially if your power is nightmares. I mean, the, the fuel behind nightmares is fear. So it doesn't seem, I, mean, I assume the book came out before that. I, I never actually read it. So I don't know. Yeah. Totally. I've just seen the movie, but I meant, what's your first impression? of uh, Oh, slashers? Uh, my first impression similarly was, it was probably walking around blockbuster video and wandering through the horror section and just seeing everything that I wanted to watch, but wasn't allowed to. Yeah. Cause you'd have the internet in those days. So like you couldn't, like my kids can go on Netflix if they really wanted to. And, uh, like I've got a password set up for stuff that's not supposed to be inappropriate, but I bet they know what it is. I mean, they've seen me punch it in before. If it was that easy when I was a kid, I would have circumvented the system. Like if I could walk into Blockbuster Video and be like, I'd like to rent Hellraiser 2. And they'd be like, what's that four-digit code your parents know? Yeah, I would have known that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I had the uh, the older brother, seven years older than me. So he owned, like he had at the time, the Nightmare on Elm Street box set was only four movies. But he owned those and also rent movies. And I guess the parents around would be like, well, if Brian can watch it, Kyle can. Oh, shit. Yeah, See, I was the eldest, so... That was not the case with me. I did not have any outlet to find such movies until fairly later in life. I honestly, like Blockbuster and Mr. Video wouldn't let you rent that stuff until you were 18. Mr. Video. Yeah, We were a Mr. Video family. Like we went to Blockbuster occasionally, but Mr. Video was yeah. our primary rental source. And I had a, a great uncle that lived in this little podunk town and I'd go and spend my, uh, spring vacations and part of winter breaks and summer vacations staying with my great grandma there 
and he owned the movie store, and I was just allowed to go in and grab whatever movies I wanted. So I'd spend one or two weeks watching nothing but horror movies. And all right, John, what about how about you? Huh? Oh, thanks, guys. Hey, mm-hmm. what a segue! Um, now that we've taken up probably most of your answer. I want to hear something unique. Oh, hell no. You are going to hear something unique. Woo. So growing up, like you guys have said, it was always around. We take it for granted. We have a friend named Preston who was my, my childhood best friend. We grew up together. I used to go over to his house every Saturday night and watch horror movies with his family, much to the chagrin of my parents. Really? Did your parents know? Yeah. They did know. Um, but it, they were edited. The, you know, It was that uh, Fright Night Theater with Whitey Gleason back then oh yeah oh yeah totally i remember watching uh elvira when i was a kid and the horror movies were okay but her boobs were better yes yeah they're still great so every saturday night i'd watch a horror movie over there i've always been a big fucking chicken like they they've always scared me but i loved them as a kid i loved them to death how'd you feel about it it scared me to death not enough to leave a childhood uh birthday party (laughs) But yeah, it did scare me. So I, I remember watching the Friday the 13th movies over at Preston's house. And one of, one of my clearest memories was from Friday the 13th part five. There's this, uh, there's this angry dude named Vic chopping wood. And there's this chunky dude who's a little slow because I didn't realize it at the time, but they're at, a, they're at kind of like, a, like an institution camp sort of thing. Wasn't that a Georgie Porgy? Yes. Yeah. From, from that Babes in Toyland thing. Yes. Thank you so much. Because I was watching that. At, well, you know what? I'm not sure it is. Sorry. I thought about that earlier because I thought that when I was a kid. I'm not 100% certain on that. We should look it up. Um, yeah, from that Babes in Toyland with Keanu Reeves. We'll let our listeners proofread this. We don't do any fact-checking around here. <laughs> but so this guy walks up. He's eating chocolate. And he's like, hey, Vic. Oh, how's it going? I've never chopped wood before. And Vic is just not having it. He is angry. So the chunky dude puts a chocolate bar down on the log for him to eat later. And Vic just looks at him and hacks it real quick with the with the axe and chunky dude's like well fine you're gonna be that way you know that that's not very nice you know just still being just kind of childlike and just bratty and i don't know why but this vic dude just decides to wreck shop on him like as soon as chunky dude turns around he just kills the fuck out of him with that axe and there there's the shot from looking past the dude i wish i knew chunky dude's name i feel bad just saying chunky dude um, but looking past him to Vic hacking him in the back and seeing his face light up and his eyes go wide and his mouth open up. And, you know, then you just see Vic like hack at him a few more times and there's screams and then sirens and he gets taken away. For some reason, that one single shot has always stood out to me. And I remember going back to it years later and watching it again and just like, oh, yeah, like that's exactly what I remember. I went and watched it earlier today on YouTube for this segment just so so I could have that experience again. Yeah, I don't think it was the same actor. I guess looks like just something they're similar. And yeah, when I was a kid, I totally thought the same thing. And it's and there's another Friday the Thirteenth movie that also has a pudgy, curly-haired, annoying character in it too. Just like that, that's obsessed with like horror masks and stuff like that. That eventually oh, yeah. gets killed, but it's fine, just same type of character. And yeah, yeah, that's mine. So, uh, John, I know of the three of us, you probably had the most. Uh, censored childhood do you think that uh, those movies affected you or scared you or traumatized you more growing up careful i'm gonna pee my pants <laughs> these are memories i don't want to unlock now um no 
I don't know. I, th- I think I was just a, I don't know if my religious upbringing would have anything to do with it. Cause it, I still not necessarily religious. Just, I mean, I was exposed to those movies pretty young and I'm sure Ben was before you. So not necessarily religious, but just that your parents probably paid more attention to what you were watching. Yeah, that's probably oh, true. My parents yeah. did love me. <laughs> um, but you know, I don't know. Cause I think at probably a, a similarly young age, I was watching these movies the, I guess the big difference would be that they were, they were edited. So the graphic nature of it was toned down a bit. Like TV version of the movies. Yes, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Edited for television. Boring. Well, and I mean, a lot of people I talked to in our generation, the scary movie that traumatized them was it, which was made for TV. Yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't that. What? How old were we that birthday party where I wa- where we watched it? I mean, that was we were probably eleven, June, twelve. Yeah, it's like sixth, seventh grade, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember in high school you were scared of uh, Child's Play. Really? I remember one night. I remember I, he was scared of Raggedy Andy. Yes, that's right. I remember one night it was a sleepover at your house, and we were all sleeping in the pool house, and there was like a leather uh, weight bench, and I kept doing my fingers on it. And saying it sounded like the pitter patter of Chucky <laughs> running and John getting really mad and threatening to kidney punch me if I, I kept doing that. it. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember it also scaring you with anything that could be even remotely ghostly. Yeah, yeah, that's that's such a weird conundrum to me because when I was a kid, I was so terrified by horror movies. They scared the shit out of me. Poltergeist scared me like nobody else's business. That 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 movie scarred me more than anything but i kept going back to them now in my adult years i don't really watch them so much anymore i've realized what they do to me and i i don't really care to i did just buy poltergeist the other night though because i'm gonna watch it i'm gonna watch it in the dark by yourself no (laughs) i'll I'll watch it with angelina she'll she'll toughen me up a little bit but i hope hope halfway through she goes to the bathroom and just never comes back well what what i think is gonna happen but like until the movie yeah no shit (laughs) What I think is going to happen is I'm going to watch it expecting the most terrifying movie I've ever seen in my life. And it's really a PG rated Spielberg in quotes ghost story. Like it's, it's probably not that scary. It's probably just an eighties creepy movie. Like it's probably on the level of like watcher in the woods and shit. Uh, The clown popping out from underneath the bed is pretty scary. And that is the exact reason why I was scared of Raggedy Andy. He reminded me of that clown. And I mean, that's the very, very end of the movie. Just that clown not being there and then the arms shooting out and grabbing the kid. That scarred me more than the tree trying to eat the kid, the mom falling into the pool full of skeletons, which I believe those are real. Wait, why are we talking about Poltergeist? That's not a slasher flick. We're not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh... Yeah, but horror movies scared me, but I loved them. So, so out of the the big three, what, what are your some of your guys' favorite honorable mentions? You got Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween. I mean, those are clearly the big three, and we've spent most of the time talking about those. Like Kyle, what would be your outside of those pick for some of the best slasher movies? Well, there's of course like the Child's Play, and what I was liked about Child's Play was that at least through the first four or maybe three. Yeah. First three, you're following the same kid, Andy. And also child's play was different because there's this little kid and I was a little kid. Whereas most of them, they're going after some teen girl or something. Yeah. It's like fucked up toy story. And then I liked ones like, uh, was the kid in toy story's name, Andy too? Yes. Same kid. It's canon. Yep. Shared universe. And I liked, uh, the stepfather series. 
Stepfather. I don't know if I remember, ever saw that. Uh, it was uh, Terry O'Quinn who was in Rocketeer and more famously John Locke and Lost. Uh, My brother-in-law is related to him. Oh, really? Yeah. But it, when I want to watch a slasher, I, I typically go to the main franchises. They just have always been my favorites. Yeah. John? Oh. What do you got? Anything? Uh, nope. I'm good. No, I'm just kidding. Um, let's see. You know, The big one, ones are the only ones that matter. Uh, one I watched a lot as a kid. It must have been on HBO or something. Cause I don't know why I saw it so many times as a kid, but it was April Fool's Day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a whole slew of like after Halloween, maybe even before Halloween, you know, where the holiday theme, like Black Christmas and that was that one with Silent Night, Deadly Night, Silent Night, uh, Deadly uh, Night, My Bloody Valentine, My Bloody Valentine. Um, was there ever like a Memorial Day based one? It'd be kind of weird. Probably, who knows? Yeah, Columbus Day Massacre. <laughs> <laughs> Columbus massacred plenty of people. I don't know. I mean, you... even Friday the Thirteenth is a day of the week. And... Yeah, yeah, it's a semi-holiday. I, I mean, I think one of my favorite or at least one of the movies like my probably my favorite slasher movie non series related or i mean i guess it's related to a series but not series would be a uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre like i absolutely loved that movie when i was younger i mean it's just, it's creepy as fuck it seems semi realistic that you might you know get a flat tire and everything goes fucking way south and the hallway scene where the guy's like walking down the hallway and fucking Leatherface just walks out and clacks him across the head and he fucking twitches a whole bunch and he whacks him a few more times and makes weird fucking pig noises and then slams the weird metal door. And that one's different because it's not just a single killer. Obviously, Leatherface is the one everyone remembers, but it's a whole, it's like three, it's a whole fucked up It's family, like three yeah. generations. They had like the weird dinner, you know, like kind of, the, you know, the whole family dynamic movie in that movie is just fucking weird. This probably the scariest thing. Two of the scariest things about that movie is one. It starts off with uh, John Larroquette, I think, doing yeah. a little narration about how it's these are all based on like real events. Real. And then also the majority of that movie takes place in broad daylight, unlike almost all other horror movies that are at nighttime. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, either daylight or in the house. And I love the second one where you get to watch. Uh, Dennis Hopper just running around with dual chainsaws, kicking the ass out of that family. Yeah, but and that, and that's why I didn't make my favorite series because that's that it went way fucking south after that. Oh yeah, yeah. The, uh, the next generation. Yeah, next generation is legendary for oh. being present in the old pool house days when we were younger. Yeah, we, yeah, we had that there, and 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 for a long time that, and it's still maybe it's been a while since I watched it, but it was what I considered the worst movie I'd ever seen. I mean, it was so fucking yeah, it, bad. It was always, it, like, I remember when we were younger, it was a toss-up between that and the Star Wars Holiday Special. Yeah, and that and that almost doesn't count as a movie. Yeah, and there's a redeeming quality to geeks because it's Star Wars, and there's some endearing quality to it. Yeah, Grandpa Wookiee porn. Yeah. Like, there's at least that, and fucking Luke showing up in his sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> Looking at some slasher films, I think one that stands out to me as an honorable mention. Wait, are we looking for serieses? No, just just any. I mean, it could be an individual movie. I mean, just okay. anything that's just outside of the really obvious three. I really like the movie American Psycho. Yeah, that's a great. I got that written on my list right here. That's a fucking awesome movie. With that one, I wasn't quite sure because it kind of straddles the. I think that one's slasher, but the, it kind of you bleed into the serial killer. Yeah, like movie. the psychological thriller. Yeah, like yeah, like where do you draw the line between slasher and serial killer? I mean, it. I would say it's definitely 
a slasher. I think a lot of people don't consider it a slasher because the production quality and acting is a little too good. Yeah, yeah, I can see, but I mean, but yeah, it's gory enough to be a slasher. Because like Silence of the Lambs, is Silence of the Lambs a slasher? I yes, I think that's more. I mean, it, like it seems to fit the criteria, but it's definitely more serial killer. Like, where's the line there? Silence of the Lambs is a fucking awesome movie too. I mean, yeah, would you include Seven? Oh, yeah, that's a tough one. Um, yeah, I guess it's hard with these because in those two movies, you're not watching a killer stalk somebody and kill them. As well, I guess in the end of Silence of the Lambs, you're seeing that with with Clarice, but with but the action's all seven, off screen. Yeah, well, yeah, but with Seven, it's all it, it, like it's more of a detective movie where you're seeing the things that have happened rather than seeing things. Yeah, happen. you're not following the the slasher. You're following the folks yeah. dealing with the aftermath. Yeah, and and no no not much direct interaction. Yeah, yeah, I like American Psycho. Yeah, American Psycho is good fucking movie. So. What, what's the one word that you would use to describe this genre of slasher films, Ben? Unfortunately, the majority of them, cheesy would probably be it. Not the good ones, but most of them would fall into cheesy. But I'd say the good ones, unsettling, I think would be my one word review for the, the good ones. Yeah, yeah. Like what, what's a prime example of that? The feeling you get. It, like it's not, uh, it's hard to put into words, but like, you know, like when you're watching Halloween, and like I said earlier, when Michael Myers kind of sits up in the background and she's sitting there crying and you're just like, oh, fuck. Or uh, any of the weird ass shit that happens in Nightmare on Elm Street where, you know, it's just, yeah, it is, it is just, you, you get that feeling in your stomach, like this is, uh, this isn't good. And then the the good gore, which also makes you feel kind of weird. It makes me feel weirder now as an adult for some reason than it did when I was a kid. I was, it seemed more desensitized to, like it didn't really, it's like, oh, gore, yeah, this and that, that's fine. But now, like, I definitely get a bit more of a twinge watching it than I did when I was 20. Well, yeah, I mean, you would think that, that the torture porn stuff has desensitized us more, but I think it almost makes things more unsettling because because when we were kids, that stuff was, it was a joke. It was funny. And when, when I watch those torture porn movies, the hostile movies, that stuff just... It grosses me out. It makes me sick to my stomach. I'm like, I don't want to see this. Like, I want to see Freddy turn into a giant penis monster and and go to eat somebody. That I can wrap my head around and, you know, suspend my disbelief for. So, I'm, I don't know. Yeah, if it's just unsettling and disturbing, then it's not... It doesn't have anything behind it, really. Like, in Hostel, when they fucking put the needle... Eyeball stuff bothers me. The whole needle in the eye thing that just fucking grossed me out. Imagine if in a Friday the Thirteenth movie, like Jason killed a puppy, that would have bothered us all way more than. Oh yeah, that's way worse. The mass murder of teenagers. But if he killed a puppy, it would have been like the most memorable Friday. Like, do you remember that Friday the Thirteenth where he killed a puppy? Even oh, if, even if he just like kicked one while he was walking down. In, in, Hall- in Halloween, Michael Myers kills a dog. A dog that's barking at him, and you see the dog's legs just like sort of go slack after a while, dangling from uh, where he's holding them. Most tragic thing in that whole series. What about you, Kyle? What's your one word? Probably bloody. I mean, all those movies just have copious amounts of blood. Uh, There's no consistency towards the look or the color, I guess, of the blood. It's always different. Some it's bright red, some it's almost black. But you're not going to watch a slasher without seeing plenty of blood. Yeah. I mean, in the 80s, the corn syrup sales must have just skyrocketed. (laughs) Man, even when we were kids and we were making the horror movies with... Again, our buddy Preston. Lots of caro syrup with red food coloring. Yeah, or even just for Halloween, making your own fake blood. Buying fake blood Halloween time was one of the funnest things. I remember you could get like the one gallon jug of it occasionally. Oh, yeah? 
I remember I I always had blood capsules. That was the that was the funnest for me. Do you remember that one time in drama class, Kyle? Yes. When we we did a skit where I was a I was a little kid or we were given scripts that we had to interpret in our own way so i was a little kid in like footsie pajamas and kyle was santa and for whatever reason at some point the character that kyle was gets angry about something so what we did when we set it up we had kyle take a fireplace poker and kill me with it and what i did was i had a teddy bear in my hand and stashed inside the teddy bear was blood capsules so while Kyle's character was yelling at me, I like held the teddy bear close to my face and put the blood capsules in my mouth and bit down on them. So that way, as soon as Kyle hits me with the fireplace poker, I just spit blood all over the all over the floor. It was fantastic. It was amazing. That's pretty awesome. I know. I was so happy with, with, with myself. Obviously not influenced by horror movies. No. No, not at all. <laughs> um well, my one word for, for the genre is much like yours. I chose the word creepy. So movies like Halloween, like you were talking about, like it just, they, they creep me out so bad. Like I still get scared in the dark or if I'm out in the woods, like I, the dark still scares me. I mean, we've, we've seen this mm-hmm. over at your place. You live up in the boonies here. You've got five acres. Yeah. You get nervous going to your car still. It's true. Yeah. I don't trust what I can't see in the shadows. I, I, I feel like somebody's in the backseat of my car when I get in there at night, you know? And I, I remember when I was a kid jumping on, on our oversized trampoline in the backyard, I would always have this weird feeling that like somebody was going to like pop their head up from the fence so like jumping on the trampoline at night scared me if i was alone (laughs) and i realized watching halloween that it was because of that because you just look and then something's there and that that's what i always thought was gonna happen so like i'm eternally creeped out by movies like that and like you said you know when michael myers sits up oh yeah right behind her it's so it's so quiet and subtle yeah and they can just be there or they can just be gone and you don't know where they are I've never seen, that'd be a pretty good uh, murder scene in a slasher or a trampoline murder where like the killer's underneath the trampoline and just sticks their knife up. So the person goes up and then just is coming down towards a, yeah, they're doing a belly or something bounce or, a or a butt, butt bounce. bounce. <laughs> yeah. yep. Somebody double jumps somebody. And, <laughs> and even after they get stabbed, they get stabbed like three or four more times. <laughs> So how about a how about a ranking list here? Because Ben loves oh, them so I, I do. much; they're just the best. Yeah, I'm dying for one. So Kyle and I decided that we were both going to do a list just to make it extra good for you. But you know, we'll 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 try not to spend too much time on this so as not to drive you uh, bonkers and homicidal. So Kyle, do you have yours in order? Do you have them in any particular order? No, I do not. Okay. Um, so what we've got here is we've got the top five slashers that aren't the top five slashers, meaning we are picking our favorite slashers that aren't Jason, Michael Myers, Leatherface, Freddy Krueger, or Chucky. We sort of agreed that those were the top five. Oh, those geez, those were the biggest. I wouldn't ask the last question. Yeah, no shit. I thought about that. Share this shit with me. <laughs> I went to earlier. What, what happened? I don't know. I had just started my sentence and then I don't know. Yeah. Kyle, give me your number five. I've got I've got mine in order. So mine aren't in order. So I'll just first would be uh, Peter Neal in uh, Tenebrae. It came out in 1982, directed by uh, the Italian director Dario Argento. Uh, the Argento. 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 I mispronounce all names. It's true. Oh my goodness! You guys don't know this about Kyle. He mispronounces every single famous person name that has been pronounced out loud <laughs> in the correct way. And he's heard it. Halle Berry. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, he said Halle Berry. He got that one. Uh, yeah, when, when I was doing kind of the research for this, uh, it came up with a whole bunch of those with a gallo or gallo. Yeah, which I think is yeah. just kind of a term for I think it's Italian gi- horror. Giallo. Giallo, yeah. I was, I was looking at the pronu- pronunciation. Actually, I don't know if that's true at all, but that's what I think it is. But like, I'd never seen any of these. And they, like, they consistently ended up on people's top 10 lists and stuff that uh because you sound like a real connoisseur if you can reference italian yeah i guess so yeah yeah it's like yeah you know yeah i already forgot the names of of the ones that i was that i saw like repeated but but yeah they came up a bunch it's like i've never seen any of these i need to get on it and i did not have time to get on it before this yeah it's, it's on my list of things to do now i was gonna include that in the history section i was like you know what i don't know enough about this to be throwing that out there as fact because then you know it'd be like the thesis thing again you're like oh what's that mean i'm like i don't know go look at it you go go google it but uh yeah tenebrae is definitely a slasher um for me there's a very stylized murder scene of a woman getting her forearm chopped off by a uh, axe and then rushing her around a room just spraying copious amounts of blood all throughout the room on white walls Gross. Sounds about right. And then am I just moving down my list or? I don't know. It it sounded like that's what you were going to do. So I don't don't know if we're taking turns or. Why don't we uh, take turns? Okay. All right. Well, then for my number five, I've got death from the Final Destination flicks. I, I saw enough lists that considered Final Destination to be a slasher flick because of the the way it systematically picks off one by one throughout the group. I'm taking it. Hmm, I don't know. Yeah, that's you that's guys a, can't see a, Ben's face, but he's squinting his eyes. Yeah. He's thinking really hard. It's a bit of a stretch. Like like I'm it thinking. like it actually will change things. No, it's your list. It could be as <laughs> shitty as it needs to be. Yeah. Wait until you get to number one and see how awful that is. Yeah. But I don't know. That just doesn't seem like a slasher. There's no main villain that you it's can death. see. Do you need to see a villain? You need to at least know that. I, I I don't know. And, mm-hmm. Non-physical villain for a slasher? I don't know. I mean, I don't need to for a horror movie in general, but I mean, for a slasher flick, I think maybe. Yeah, what was that, uh, Black Christmas? Do you see the killer in that? Yeah, you see him, you see his eyes, and you see his silhouette. Like, I mean, it's clearly a human person. Okay. Wasn't his name like Bobby or something? I don't know. His identity wasn't revealed. I think his name was Bobby. Like, if Death's name was Bobby... Yeah, Maybe. yeah, yeah. Like if there was a kid named Bobby that was that was causing all these people to die, he was just doing it from like you know across the street. I don't know. Yeah, to- Tony Death's Todd. That's a bit of a cop out. Tony Todd calls him Ralph instead. Ralph is coming to get you. There are theories that Tony Todd's mortician character was Death. Could be. I mean, yeah, had all kinds of cool creative death scenes in those movies. Yeah, I mean, they were fun. Yeah. Uh, my next would be a Buffy later Muffy in a the. April Fool's Day in 1986. And that one I just always loved as a kid because there's all these murders and everyone's getting killed. And then at the end, you find out it is just a big April Fool's Day joke and nobody was actually killed. And then it was just a big thing to mess with one person. And because this girl wanted to turn her family's resort into like a murder mystery weekend. And so she's got hired actors and is testing it out and has like a special effects guy recreating all these deaths and murdered bodies and stuff. And I guess I, maybe as a kid, there was something we're leaving about that movie that like, Oh, there isn't like a real killer. It was all just pretend and spoilers. All right. My number four is Hannibal Lecter. That's why, that's why I insisted earlier that, that, uh, that it was on the slasher list because I knew I was going to be citing that I like that character. 
Uh, my next would be uh, Angela later on Peter in a sleepaway camp in 1983. Just the ending scene there just was so uh, shocking, I guess. And obviously it was a Friday the 13th ripoff, but they definitely went a different direction with the uh, killer. Yeah, yeah, that one was shocking enough that we shouldn't spoil it because that's not a super common one. I appreciate that. I mean, well, I mean, I, I, I know it and I wish I didn't. I wish the big reveal in that movie would have been from the movie. Uh, you know... It had been revealed to me, I think, in a, you know one of those AMC most terrifying moments or something like that. So I knew about it. So I had to watch the movie and knowing about it beforehand, it still was uh, disturbing and unsettling. All right. My next one is The Terminator. Your list is decidedly not slashery. I got to say. Are you I kidding guess. me? You think The Terminator is not a slasher movie? Weren't we talking, like when we were talking about defining the slasher movie in the beginning of this, we literally said they don't generally hang on guns a lot. Yeah, not a lot. This is one time. You When was the last time you watched Terminator? A couple of years ago. Yeah, not not soon enough, apparently, because you don't remember that movie even a little bit. He kills a lot of people with his hands. That movie is such a fucking slasher movie. It's not even funny. Terminator 2 took it into the funny sci-fi, still rated R, violent movie. The first one, I defy you to prove to me that it's not a slasher flick. I mean, then you could include Predator and Alien, I'm sure, on the same list. Yeah, yeah, I just don't. I think Predator could, could qualify on, on a slasher list. Uh, just uh, He's definitely hunting them down. Yeah. But I mean, it's still a bit of a stretch. But I fucking hate lists. Yeah, look, you're playing right into it. Yeah. I just yeah. want to talk about how much I hate that list. You sure this is this is your list of your your next top five favorites, or is this the top five ones that are going to irritate Ben? Yeah, I have a <laughs> bonus. Because, well, the, the last thing I wanted to do was just come on here and say, you know, fucking Candyman, fucking I Know What You Did Last Summer Guy, fucking Scream, or scream Guy. That's that's not what I want. I'm curious to see what you got next. I think his number one's probably going to be like Willy Wonka because he kills all those kids. That would have been good. <laughs> Maybe the Goonies or something. I don't know. My next one would be a Billy in a Silent Night, Deadly Night. Just a goofy Christmas-themed slasher. That one's good. Which also spawned, I think, at least four sequels or three sequels. Really? I don't think I've ever seen anything but the first one. I haven't seen any of them. It's cool. The guy in a Santa suit murders people. Where could you possibly go wrong? Well, if you liked my Terminator, you're going to love my next one. For the same reason, hear me out here, Yul Brynner's Gunslinger in Westworld. I knew it. I knew he was going to say it. (laughs) Yeah. Robots gone wrong. They start murdering the shit out of people. Yul Brynner cannot be stopped. I mean, eventually he can, but Linda Hamilton could stop a Terminator too. But that guy was fucking terrifying. I remember that. I remember watching that as a child. He scared the shit out of me. The very moment that, uh, who's the main character? Richard Benjamin. Um, when he realizes that Yul Brynner has for real murdered James Brolin. And that like, oh shit, like these guys are evil. They're going to kill you. Like there's this close up on his face and he's got this grin. And he's cold and yeah. fucking evil. He's got those that like glow in his eyes. And you're like, oh shit. And it starts up that like... And you're like, oh, oh, this is serious. And, you know, he he just stalks him. He cannot be stopped until he eventually is. But it even has, like, you know, three different I'm not dead yet moments. Creative. Out, outside the box. Yeah, this is, yeah. I, I would agree with that. Uh, my next one is uh, Gremlins, 
No, just kidding. Uh, the stepfather and the stepfather movies. I don't know if I ever saw those. They're good. There's three, at least three of them. And it's just this creepy guy that changes his identity and name and marries into these other families. And the kid or kids are realizing that their new stepdad is creepy and there's something wrong with him. And he's killing everyone that suspects and moves on to the next family. My my last one, and I think it's firmly in the uh, in the genre because of its sequels mostly. If you if you don't agree with the first one, Norman Bates. That okay, yeah. Psycho is in my my top three favorite movies of all time. I was half expecting you to say John Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he doesn't. He doesn't kill. He doesn't super kill all those cops. Hey, uh, he super kills a whole bunch of people in the sequels, though. Yeah, but in that one, he's a he's a freedom fighter. He's a he's a hero. You let on with like you know, if not this one, then the sequels. I'm like, oh wow, <laughs> <laughs> John yeah. fucking Rambo, yeah. Lex Luthor. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna say yeah, Rocky, because he takes out one person after another, movie after movie. <laughs> Batman. Well, no shit. Yeah, Batman in at least Michael Keaton's and uh, and Batman v Superman, Dawn of Murderstis. He has a fucking killer. So that that's that's our lists. Go watch Kyle's movies and send me an email about either how angry you are that I could uh, consider those slasher films or what an asshole Ben is for not considering those slasher films. All right, I think it's getting about that time for a commercial break. What do you think, Ben? Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. Well, you uh, you all hang tight. Listen to these commercials, and we'll be right back. My complexion's so bad, I hate to go out. Don't be a square. Try Ting, the faster way to clear up pimples. Yes, doctors' half-face tests prove Ting medicated cream dries up pimples more effectively than any other product tested. Here's why. Boys and girls have overactive oil glands. Excess oil clogs pores, causes pimples. But Ting blots up oil faster, more completely than other products. In lab tests, Ting completely absorbed oil in 15 minutes. Hours later, other products still had not. No, hiding pimples won't help heal them. No mere cover-up can work like Ting's antiseptic medication. Remember, doctors' half-face tests prove Ting better in every case, better than any other remedy tested. Applied at bedtime, greaseless, stainless Ting dries to oil-absorbing powder that clings all night. Even helps heal acne-type blemishes. Don't let externally caused pimples spoil your fun. Get Ting Medicated Cream, T-I-N-G. See thrilling improvement overnight or money back. Welcome back, folks. What do you think about that commercial, Ben? I- I'm, I've already bought two. Yeah, I figured that one w- would be right up your alley. One of the ones I, I kind of had on my radar that uh, wasn't sure if quite qualified, but I really love a lot, is... Uh, Tucker and Dale versus evil. It's not true. Ben doesn't love anything <laughs> because it's not really a slasher movie because there's not actually a villain in it. Yeah. Aren't they just accidentally killing it's, it's people? Totally, yeah. But the, the kids think that they're murderous hillbillies and they think the kids are weird suicidal college kids that are all sad and killing themselves and they have to try and stop them. And it's just a, a comedy of misunderstandings that still kind of fulfills all of the slasher tropes. And it's, it's fucking beautiful. I fucking love that movie. Awesome. Yeah, no, I've never seen it. I've I've heard You've never the seen title. it? No. Oh, you should you should see it. It's a great movie. I love I love Tucker and Dale versus Evil. All right. So um 
what do we think? Uh, normally, we we have a little segment where we talk about could Ben make this happen? Um, where well, I can murder the fuck out of both of you. Yeah, where where we where we discuss like an aspect <laughs> of the topic, or you know, away, like I'd get away with it too. Yeah. Th- well, this one isn't as much about creation of something. It is. Could you survive? Like, let's say you're at Camp Crystal Lake. Could you survive? And, well, I mean, I guess it would have to. It would have to go beyond that, and not just like, could you climb up in a tree where Jason couldn't get you, or swim out into a lake? Um, could you beat Jason? Like one on one? Yes. Fuck no. Are you, are you kidding me? Do you uh, like? I, I'd win a one on one fight with Jason. Well, the man like you're takes not... bullets and knives like they're candy well you're not gonna go up and try to fist fight him and you're not gonna go sword fight him either but i'm gonna try and slow him down to the point that i could not be where he is exactly like what what kind of traps would you like say let's let's imagine you are out there and you need to survive what kind of things are you going to do to increase your chances of survival slick shoes slick shoes are you crazy (laughs) (laughs) Um, first I would probably spike the camp's food with, you know, maybe serve some oysters or something else to make all the other teenagers, especially horny so that he would avoid murdering (laughs) me and he could go interrupt all the, uh, teenage coitus going on while I made my escape. Or just give everyone seafood poisoning. Either way, it would slow them down. It would give me an advantage. You know, that's what I thought when you first said oysters. I was like, okay, everyone's going to be stuck on the shitter, and you know, they can't they can't run around when they're when they're all shit in their pants. Perfect. You know, like oh, yeah. it's that that old adage, like you know, in the zombie apocalypse, like I don't have to be the fastest person around. I just have to be faster than you. Yeah, absolutely. No, I would uh, I would totally throw my other campers under the bus in order to give myself a slight advantage. Uh, and thankfully, like when I given the time. I could probably figure out a way to get the vehicles that don't run running. Cause usually it's like they disconnect the battery. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. If I got five minutes, I can reconnect a battery. That's not a big deal. Now, would you try to do anything to like restrain him at all? Because I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think Jason actually has like Hulk strength. I don't know if it's Hulk strength, but he's definitely at least by, the third one. He is definitely bigger and stronger than the average human. Yeah, I mean, he punched someone's head off. I don't think someone, any human being, could actually yeah. do that to another I, like, one. He kind of kept getting stronger and stronger until Jason X when he turned into, like, a fucking robot. But I mean, like, to the point of, like, you know, like, they, they had him chained to the bottom of a lake. So, like, clearly, like, he can't break a chain, right? Like, if you tried to put him in a net, sure, he could break out of a net. But... You know, or or like maybe super tightly wrapped steel cables. Also, they have those at campsites, right? Also, part of that though is that water was his weakness because he you know drowned as a kid or whatever. So super soakers. So yeah, water water was supposed to be a weakness to him. Oh, interesting. Okay, so it sort of shut him down a little bit, made him kind of catatonic until lightning strikes him. Or a, well, or he a, did, he did get back back out of those chains. Like he did escape. In the next movie. Because of a girl with uh, psychic powers. Yeah. Unintentionally. Woke him back unleashed up. Unleashed him. But like once he woke back up, he was and fucking broke out of the chains and got out. Oh, is that what happened? Okay. Well, then he also couldn't get out from a collapsed dock on him. Oh, yeah. wasn't that the end of that same movie? Yeah. Yeah. That chick. 
that's probably not good podcasting right there. <laughs> yeah, while while I make a I make a gnarled hand. Like yeah, yeah it's not like weird psychic <laughs> doing mind powers. power chick or something. Yeah, because like, yeah. she she was abused by her by her father or her stepfather or something. So she would imagine that and like be able to get really angry. No, her dad was a like good guy or something. Oh that, yeah, her dad. And Jason kills him. She un un unwit unknowingly or unwittingly unleashes Jason and he kills her dad. Oh, is that what happens? Yeah, I haven't seen that one in a while. Cutting that out. Um, but slightly off topic, when I was watching that like kind of timeline of Friday the 13th mm-hmm. a while ago or earlier, movies two through four seem to happen within the span of like four days. That tracks. Which is which is weird because like most, most of the movies, it's like, you know, it comes back years later. But like every single one of those movies begins immediately after the last one ended yeah two has has the heroine from the first one in the hospital yeah and they're talking he has like the story on the news and yeah. stuff and and then three comes right after they kill him in the second one and then at the end of three wait is four the one with uh with tommy the first one with tommy the, i think it's three that is three three yeah. okay yeah oh yeah and he gets the he gets the thing through the head and oh, Tommy like hacks. Yeah, and isn't three where he gets the hockey mask? Yes, yes. That that to me is my quintessential Jason. That's my favorite Jason. I like his I like his get up, his gray pants, and his button up shirt. And then once he gets the hockey mask, he's still lean. You know, he's not like the big, bulky, gross Kane Hodder Jason. You know, with like the skeleton showing through and the chains around his neck. I, and I, he still kind of runs and stuff. Like he's not he's not the plotting slow turbo Jason that it, yeah like and when you said could you beat Jason like that's the one I was met like no way yeah because fucking yeah like like Jason in Friday the 13th 3 you could chain him up and you know like he was still a human yeah yeah like after 4 he became completely overpowered he would be a tough guy to fuck with like I could try and run away from him but I'm not that athletic <laughs> and eventually I'm gonna get tired and he's gonna catch up yeah then you climb that tree I just got to give him two or three people to murder in between so I can get far enough away to get like on a bus or just canoe or paddle out to the deepest part of Camp Crystal Lake where he can't get to you. Well, yeah, well and, and what was it? The Jason takes Manhattan Camp Crystal Lake got so big you could take a cruise ship from it to get to New York. Mm-hmm. Like, what? It was a fucking attached to the Great Lakes or something. Camp Crystal Lake, otherwise known as Lake Superior. Yeah, I wonder how that would work. Cause I, isn't isn't Camp Crystal Lake supposed to be in like New Jersey? I think I know the movies were filmed. I want to say in like upstate New York or something. But as far as the cinematic location, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think we saw something in the first Friday the Thirteenth, like a vehicle or something that said New Jersey on it. But that's that's no oh, like a license plate or something. Possibly. Yeah, I'd have to talk to Angelina. She's the one that noticed it, and I was spacing out. But I I know that I know that actual campground that they shot at exists somewhere and they do little tours and stuff. I think I just read that. Yeah. They were reopening it or something for that purpose or something. That's a bad idea. You kids will all die. I'm a messenger from God. It's Ralph. All right. So how about some, uh, some final thoughts on the genre of slasher films? Uh, Something I've always found curious and interesting as the uh almost like morality lessons in them where you know you drink and you have sex and you do drugs you're gonna get killed if you stay up 
wholesome, clean virgin, you're going to live. They're making these movies for teenagers. Teenagers are the main audience and why these writers for these horror movies would put morals into them like that. Are you asking the question? I guess, I mean, thoughts like why? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I, I wasn't sure if I was supposed to respond or not. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see it being like sort of, they know teenagers very well. They know us well enough, us, they, they knew what we were well enough to know that we're going to watch that and we're going to go, yeah, if you're, if you're a fucking dud, you survive. You're like, yeah, let's go do some drugs and have sex because that's what the cool kids are doing and they get killed. Big deal. Like, this is the real world. I'm not going to be some, some fucking nerd. I mean, I could totally see, though, to their credit, us in uh, high school going on a camping trip and some girl wanting to take you out into the woods to have sex and you, John, saying, I don't know about that because I'm probably going to get murdered by somebody. You, you'd probably still do it. But it would be in the back of your mind the whole time that you were about to be murdered. See, I, th- I think the, the you are not incorrect. No. I, <laughs> but I, I think the, the, the key to that would be that I like for me, I'm terrified of these things. But if there's somebody there who's either just as terrified or more terrified than me, I'm instantly stronger. Like if, if there's if there's some big has that, has that ever happened? Yes. Hey, hey, watch it, watch it, Ben. Like I've I've seen you puss out pretty big, also. So there we was kids. someone that was more scared of a shark in a pool once. <laughs> <laughs> laugh it up, laughing boys. I'm I'm God here. No one's ever gonna hear that. Um, but no, like like even even something like like watching a horror movie with and okay, like watching Poltergeist. If I watched that alone in the dark. It, I'm sure it would terrify me if I'm watching it with Angelina where she's more likely to be terrified. I'm stronger. You know, she's if they grab it onto you for support. Yeah. If there's yeah. a big fucking spider somewhere, I don't want to deal with a big fucking spider. I mean, I will, but I, but it's going to gross me out. But if, if Angelina's there or if your wife's there, who's super Ooh, terrified boy. of big spiders or like that one that was dangling from Angelina's hair, you know, it's like, I'm going to take care of this shit. You know, like all of a sudden, I'm fucking John Rambo. Oh boy, that was funny. Yeah, oh, yeah, God that was damn. great. All the, what the hell is going on in San Jose? Where there, there's just yellow spiders dangling from from all sorts of trees in that parking lot. It was terrifying. It was awesome. <laughs> Ben's flicking them off their webs at, at people. There's got to be some uh, back to the psychology of like repressed teenage urges or something and. I don't know what what do these the killers these slashers represent towards that the deadliness of vice I'm not thinking that deep I mean I, I don't know if they were so much trying to make it like some sort of moral parable so much as saying you know what people like hot young girls half naked how could we get them half naked got it they're making it with a dude making it I mean, it's just a good, it's it's a good segue into boobs. And these movies are, yeah, they're just littered with nudity and sex scenes. So the, this whole generation of us in the eighties were getting horny and watching murders at the same time. What, what's that? What has that done to us? Like, <laughs> it explains a lot. Like, you know, that we still had a semi or something when Jason's squeezing someone's head so hard that their eyeball pops out 
I recently watched. Have you guys ever? Have you either of you guys seen Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon? I've seen that guy's actually typically at the uh, horror convention in Sacramento. I see him live around here or something. Is that the guy that played Kid Jason? Because that guy does all sorts of. Well, no, never mind. No. Clearly not. Well, judging maybe. By your faces. I I mean, Kid Jason was like six. Yeah, who, yeah, because so. that guy still does conventions. I, I remember seeing that that documentary uh, on on Friday the Thirteenth, like the whole series. I can't remember what it was called anymore, but I don't know this guy was the, the guy the Leslie Vernon guy was pretty fit, but not saying that uh, Kid Jason couldn't have lost some pounds after he got older. No, so tell me about this. What is this? It's like a mockumentary. Following, it's like in a it's set in a world where or in a universe where like Jason and Freddy and Michael Myers all exist. Like killers like that are are a thing that occurs. Oh shit! So this is an actual movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like a mo- it starts out like a mockumentary. Oh, okay. okay where okay. where these people are following this guy who's who's basically says he's going to be the next one of the next big you know slasher heroes. Like, like he's going to actually go and kill people. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like grad, they're like grad students or something following him for some sort of project. And it's, it's kind of slow to start out and it doesn't have a huge amount of, of great gore in it, but it is very, uh, it's very meta where he goes around and like explaining, okay, now I got to find this person to do this role and this person to do this role. And they go into the, you know, like, well, you know, there's, you know, we have to exist because, you know, what is good without solid evil to counterbalance it. Yeah. And uh, it had a really good twist at the end that uh shockingly I did not see coming at all and so it kind of surprised me. And it was pretty good. It wasn't as good as you know, like the people were touting it saying like this should be a classic and this is great and it was okay. It it was entertaining. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't quite as good as I was hoping it would be. So I was a little disappointed. So go into it expecting it to be okay and maybe you'll like it more. I never go into a slasher movie expecting anything more than that. Yeah, probably some of the newer ones I've seen that I liked was, uh, which it's been quite a while, but The Strangers, uh, the one with um, yeah, Liv Dennis, Tyler. Dennis from uh, yes, Always Sunny right. in Philadelphia. Yeah. I never saw that, but I heard good things and I wanted to see it. Yeah, it. I mean, it's, I guess there's mul- multiple killers in it, so where it deviates from the typical slasher movie, but... Oh, I'm okay. I'm I'm okay with allowing groups of people in slashers. It's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre's yeah. got more than one. I mean, and uh, Wolf Creek. I think it was Australian. That and there's been sequels. That's pretty good. I don't think I've seen a non-franchise slasher movie that's been made in the last ten years. I do want to see uh, Happy Death Day, if you can consider that slasher. Wait, okay. yeah, yeah. Because isn't there like a little baby mask? first it's like oh, oh wait. i saw that that was the one it's, like, it's groundhog like groundhog day. day yeah but but this person is getting killed every day by this killer and they and she has to figure out who this killer is or stop the killer or something it's got this creepy baby face mask that's a fun premise I yeah like that. that sounds cool it was pretty um interesting i liked it um not enough to add it to my to buy list though but it was fun to watch one time yeah i, I do want to see it i do love that movie um, getting on your to buy to buy list is not a difficult thing yeah that's why so. it kind of says something about a movie i guess yeah <laughs> the uh the documentary i was talking about is called his name was jason 30 years of friday the 13th that's a good good documentary I, oh i saw one on the nightmare on elm street yesterday never sleep again yeah 
but I looked at it and I was like, oh, that might be interesting to watch. And then I realized it was four hours long. And I was like, I do not have four hours to watch this I got this four hours movie. for that. No, oh, I mean, kidding. I may eventually. <laughs> I didn't have yesterday to watch before this. Yeah. Do you guys remember some of the uh, 8-bit Nintendo games for, there was Friday, Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street, both had one? I remember playing them them both, but I uh, I never got anywhere in either of them. And I've heard podcasts where people actually go and review those games. And it seems like I'm better off having not spent that much time yeah, trying to, I don't trying think to I play get either. it. I played the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game for Atari. <laughs> the Yeah, the... The Friday the 13th one, I just remember kind of having an overhead map and going, trying to go from place to place, like on a boat. And every single time Jason would come rushing up at me at the water and kill me. And then that was the nice thing about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre one is you got to be Leatherface and cut up little girls and look for jugs of gasoline to refuel your chainsaw. And it was E.T. that killed the Atari. Uh, and then, well, they discontinued the shit out of Texas Chainsaw Massacre too, because people were not happy the fact that you were able to play as Leatherface. And then, yeah, the Nightmare on Elm Street one. I just remember going into house after house, and it seemed like every time it was just the big Freddy penis monster killing you. <laughs> penis monsters everywhere. What does what does an eight bit penis monster look like? Is it even recognizable? I don't know. Let's find it and throw it up on the Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I was saying earlier, like I, I grew up with these things and they they terrified me to a certain degree, but I've always loved the 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 you know, the slasher flicks from our youth. I, I gotta say, I'm definitely no connoisseur of the genre like like some other people at the table, but man, i I will I will always every once in a while, like a year ago, I just went through and watched the first eight Friday the thirteenths back to back. Like not not in one sitting, but you know, just day after day. And I've, I've been wanting to do that with Nightmare on Elm Street, but it's not streaming anywhere. So if I can borrow those from you, that would be... You made fantastic. it all the way to eight, huh? Yes. And God that damn. was that was actually the first time I'd seen eight from beginning to end. I remember seeing parts of it when I was a kid. And I remember Preston giving me a play-by-play about it more than, more than anything else. So... I mean, yeah, just between Halloween, Nightmare, and Friday the 13th, I mean, you have tons of movies to i mean just those movies could be the whole genre themselves there's so many of them yeah mm-hmm. yeah it can definitely fill a podcast to over capacity any final thoughts from you ben uh i don't think i have anything great additionally to add i mean slasher movies are fun it's a good time of year for them and uh watching people murder other people just has a has a special place Agreed. Well, thank you, Kyle, for uh, hanging out with us tonight and talking slasher flicks with us. We appreciate your uh, your expertise and your knowledge and your opinions. Uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll have you back sometime. Yeah, yeah. We we've definitely got more topics to uh, to discuss. I know you're a big comic geek like myself. You're into the DC comics, so we could uh, we can find something to talk about. We're gonna go see Superman the movie. I'll be back for the sequel. (laughs) Well, thank you folks for hanging out with us and surviving the last couple hours. If you'd like to email us and let us know how we did, you can hit us up at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. You can find us on the social medias, Facebook, maybe a little bit. There's the Geeksploration, the podcast group on Instagram. We are Geeksploration Podcast. And on Twitter, we are Geeksplore Pod. Uh, If you enjoyed the podcast, please drop us a 
five severed head review on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to get the word out. You can also subscribe to the podcast on geeksplorationpodcast.com. The theme song was Cruising for Goblins by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Remember, folks, it's Halloween. Everyone's entitled to one good scare.